and welcome to the Pro Tips for Musicians podcast, practical advice for an impractical business. I'm your host, Jim Henry. The show is brought to you in part by donation from individual listeners, like my good pal Maria Sangiolo, Bobby Bobman Fishman at Respect Productions, and from Club Passing, the premier listening room in the heart of Harvard Square. Find them online at www.clubpassim.org. Together, we've raised almost half of what's needed to keep producing these shows. Please help me reach my goal by going to www.patreon.com slash jimhenry and join the other generous listeners in supporting this podcast. Today on the show, we're going behind the scenes to talk to one of the most respected and experienced managers in the music business today. Chris Ferrari, at various times during his 30-year career, has been an artist manager, tour manager for major label artists, production manager, and even a stadium event manager. He's traveled most of the known world as tour manager for Mary Chapin Carpenter and Nashville superstars Lady Antebellum, as well as many, many others. Most recently, his work as artist manager for Jake Shimabukuro helped bring the ukulele virtuoso to an international audience. Chris and I spoke at length about a number of the pro tips. I'm honored and grateful he took the time to share his unique insight about how to keep interactions professional and how to put on the best show possible. So let's welcome Chris Ferrari. Hi, Jim. Hey, Chris. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. This is a little awkward it for us. It is awkward to be doing uh, this with you, but... Yeah. Well, we've had a lot of... Uh, Conversation, weird conversations over the years, actually. So, let, uh, something that I ask everybody is: Do you remember how we met? Do you remember like the first time that we? <clears throat> well, I mean, the, I think the first time we met was uh, when you joined up with Mary Chapin Carpenter. Yeah, I was out with her. Do you remember? I like. I remember the moment I met you. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. See, I have a hard time remembering last week. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, was it at the Paramount in Charlottesville? Were you on that no, show? No, it was. It was in a, a hotel in New York City. Oh well, <laughs> sounds sounds way more seedy. Yeah, exactly. It was. Uh, yeah, it was like it, it, we were doing the morning, the CBS morning show, oh, which was yes, my first gig yep. with her. And I showed up at the hotel in the afternoon, and my room wasn't ready for whatever reason. <laughs> so I already failed. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I was looking around all my paperwork, and it's like, okay, you know, Chris Ferrari is the manager. And I remember reading your name because it didn't really sink in until I was like, I had to talk to you. And it's like Chris Ferrari. I sort of pictured this young, you know, <laughs> hot shot, Hip smoking Italian, a cigar, right, you know. Yeah. You know, Ferrari. I figured, yeah. you know, you were some kind of hipster. No, but it turns out you're not. Old and out of shape. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> road worn. So you uh, you uh, are primarily a road manager. Mostly. Most of the time. Yeah. But you also have done some managing. I've dabbled in. I started out kind of on the audio side and, and worked into the road management side, production management and tour managing. Right. And, and did some managing for a couple of years and... Like you, I know you, you managed for a while, Jake Shimabakura. Shimabakuro, uh, yep. Did I, I, think I was close. I was close, yeah, very <laughs> close. I never say it right. He used to laugh at me all the time. <laughs> but yeah, you managed say... Managed him for a couple of years. Uh-huh. And you say, but you, how do you say ukulele? Ukulele. Ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've kind of worked the tour manager and the, and the manager manager. Mm-hmm. What does a manager do versus a tour manager? 
In simple terms, kind of one is here and now, and one, from my opinion, one would be here and now, and one would be very long-term strategic. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the tour manager is, hey, here's the dates we're going to do for this upcoming tour, and you have to get that sorted out, get the day-to-day in order, worry about today when you show up. Right. You know, the managers, some of those day-to-day deals, obviously, but where are we going to be a year from now? Where are we going to be right. um, two years from now? What's the plan? What are we doing? How's this deal going to work? Right, so the, or, the overarching... So one aspect. is a much larger picture than, than the other. Right, and we should... I don't know if we've said this before, but right now we're... Uh, you're you're uh, tour managing Mary Chapin Carpenter. Yep, yep. we just started the summer tour. And we're, and we're backstage at Tanglewood. Right, yeah. So we're on... The, the Pro Tips podcast is on the road. Right, <laughs> that's right. Well, do you, like, do you have a preference? Do you, I mean, do you like one better than another? Um, you know, I, I don't know if I like one better than the other. I, I like to be creative or I like to think and plan and those kind of things. So uh, if it's even just planning out the tour and getting the details in order, that's just as fun to me as planning a career move right. or something like that. I tend to get, you know, once we get the tour started and we're halfway through and it's just get the towels for the showers that day, I tend to get bored <laughs> at that point because I want to be on to the next thing. So right. I like them both. They're different in their, you know, attributes. Right. Um, you, you, know. you the, so, but the management and the tour management, I have to communicate all the time, Absolutely. I would imagine. Yep. Yeah, uh, we so. talk often if I'm out with an artist tour managing you know, I talk with management often or vice versa. When, when I had a tour manager out with Jake, you know, we would talk all the time and just to help them oversee day-to-day details or they may have planned months ago a particular event at the show today. So I'm here today right. handling those details. So we'll communicate about what the details were, make sure it's clear, those kind of things. So we're not really talking about any pro tips at the moment, but we're talking about you know being a road manager, which I think a lot of people are interested in. At least a lot of the people I think who listen to this show don't have a tour manager, or it's or they do it themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's on a much smaller scale. So what you're doing is on a, at a fairly large scale, sure. Or compared to a solo artist, right, right, right. And you've also you've also tour managed uh, a, a Lady Antebellum. Is Lady that Antebellum right? I was with them for several years, and yeah. So you're you're well acquainted with. How this works. Large, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I've done some uh, kind of not on the tour side, but some event things all the way up to the stadium size events where I've production managed those events. So to be honest, one's not better than the other. Right. We all aspire for the big stage or the big show. Right. Sometimes it's just just as fun or fulfilling to be out here with eight of us on the road in one bus and doing a show. Because at the end of the day, we're here to put forth a performance in all our different capacities. Mm -hmm. And it's just as fun to see the audience at a small show as it is at a large show. Right. Well, yeah. Well, you're, you know, we're all, as we've mentioned in other uh, podcasts, we're all here to help tell the story. Right. Yeah. Right? 100%. Yeah. And even though you're not a musician, you're, you know, your job is just as important as anybody else, any musicians on the road right. to help tell the story. Yeah. I often think of it in terms of, uh, you know, if you write a book, it would still go to the editor. Right. Who would look over it and, and maybe help reform some thoughts or things like that just it, it's just helpful guidance and oftentimes in the case of a live show depending on the size of the artist you know they have a creative vision that they want to get across but they don't really know how that translates to lighting or audio or right. stage setup or those kind of things so it's it's fun from my perspective to take the art the artist's um, ideas right. and translate those into a tangible performance right 
using it, using tools that kind of enhance what it is they're doing, the song that they've written or they're performing right. or that kind of thing. Just a little bit more on this uh, tour managing thing. Could you give just sort of a list of what are the jobs that you have to do? I mean, like, for instance, you have to book airplane tickets sure. for everybody in the band yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. What, what other kind of jobs that go along <laughs> with that? Well, it depends on the artist, for yeah. one, and depends on the size. You know, the size of the artist. I mean, I've been on tours where we've had production assistants and production manager and a tour manager and things like that. So, in the case of the current tour, and it's just me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got our audio guys and the guitar tech and those kind of things. So I'm handling all the logistics of transportation and getting the bus lined up and any hotels and uh, airfare and catering for the day and just the daily details from so, an advanced standpoint. So let me stop you right there. So that's one of the, that's one of the pro tips about advancing <laughs> the show. So right. for most people, uh, it's, you know, or, or singer-songwriters, it's, you know, calling the venue or the, the promoter the day of and say, hey, what's for dinner? Right. <laughs> right? So it's a little more involved at, at this level, I would imagine. I mean, is there, is there a, actually, I, I, when I was, I never knew how the menu got decided you know, like how does that does that happen? Do you like figure that out all in advance? And or, yes, yeah, yeah. I, f- uh, for the catering, like I have a very detailed uh, catering rider that details you know dressing room needs, uh, and then from a menu standpoint, because there's you know eight or ten or twelve of us for a meal, uh, I have it spelled out per day per meal. Here's the options. Here's what to like. Because in our case, we're, we're traveling for two or three weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. It's not just two or three days and then we go home. So you can eat pizza for a couple days, <laughs> but right. after a while, it's old, not healthy. So it's uh, important to just kind of pre-plan that. You have sort of a menu options, yep, exactly. and then you send those in advance to the, to the places. Yes, I have a whole menu spelled out, send that out. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, here's the different options for these days so that we're not eating fried chicken every night, right. you know, or pizza every night, or or even the same side dish every night. I like asparagus, but every so often. Well, this is the time of year to eat asparagus, right. <laughs> <That's> actually. <right. laughs> You're probably getting a lot of that these days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there, there's the, the, the sort of the meal writer, and then there's the dressing room writer. Right. And so there's... The, I guess the band has a, a little bit of a writer. Sure. And the star has their writer. Right. Right. And those are different things. So, I mean, I've heard, I've heard all kinds of horror stories about <laughs> writers not being met and, and, you know, artists not wanting to go on or right. anything like that. You, you got any good stories about that? Well, uh, I've, I've seen that, you know, and, and heard of those things. I mean, honestly, those are the extreme, obviously. Um, You know, but again, it's, you know, you're out here every day, so every individual has things that we like, you know, and we'd just like to have those around. Um, Try to really strike a balance between, you know, having things around to make it homey, to make it feel comfortable, to have the options, but make sure we're not, you know, throwing away tons of things every day, you know, or things are just going to waste. So, uh, you know, it, it just takes some planning up front to know what it is you want and, and how to spell that out so that it's available, but, you know, not to an extreme kind of thing. Uh, in one, but one story I have <laughs> kind of goes to that is was with a band. They were on stage, and, and I was side stage just watching it go on and making sure everything's okay. And about halfway through, you know, the singer, he's got his microphone in his hand. He's singing along, and he's kind of walking towards the sides of the stage, leans over and says, can I get some chocolate cake after the show? And then goes right back to singing and goes back out to the middle of the show and keeps on going. 
<laughs> you know, so it's just those kind of, everybody's got their craving, and we had some chocolate cake after the show. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, that, and that's, yeah, that's why you need runners at the show, right? <laughs> right, yep. That's so funny. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, uh, let's get into some of these pro tips. All right. Actually, before we, before we get into the pro tips, there's a thing I've been doing lately. It's, um, I'm going to give you two sets of words or two phrases. Oh, no, okay. And you have to pick one <coughs> or the other. Like, you have to deal with it for the rest of your life. Just like, you have to pick one. Right. And no, you know, no explanation. Okay. All right, you ready? All right, yeah. Email or text? Email. <laughs> Email. Bus or plane? A bus. Bus. Band or no band? No band. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> uh, wake up call or alarm? Alarm. What? Tequila or vodka? Oh, vodka. Vodka. Bourbon or scotch? Ooh. I know. It's a, that, this a one seems one. to be tripping up. up yeah, because... I usually start out with a nice glass of scotch and then just slide into the bourbon. So, but you got to choose one. Uh, bourbon. Bourbon. Yeah. Uh, band bus or crew bus? Oh, crew bus. NASCAR or football? Oh yeah, yeah, it's football. Football. That's really <laughs> football. Foot- well, I've got my Eagles shirt on today, as we're in New England. Right. I'm not going to say I did it on purpose, but yeah, okay. We'll go with football. <laughs> um, dog or cat? Uh, uh, <laughs> is it an outside dog? <laughs> no, it's one or the other. <laughs> dog. Dog, okay. Um, theater or arena? Um, well, that's a tough one. Depends yeah. on the show. You know, either can be fun, either can be really bad. One or the other. Um, I'll take a theater. <laughs> uh, electric or acoustic? Acoustic. Acoustic. Uh, window or aisle? <laughs> window. And Beatles or Stones? Stones. Stones. <laughs> Did I get those right? What's that? Did I get those right? Yeah, every one of them. <laughs> okay, so there is, there's a lot of uh, these pro tips that I think you might have something to say about. I just, I jotted down Is that some. good or bad? I don't <laughs> Well, we'll find out. <laughs> Uh, and I was, I'm just going to go, unless you have something that you want to talk about right away, I'll just start picking them. And, no, go ahead. Why don't you pick yeah. some and I'll just give you my okay. thoughts. Uh, so, so here, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it. Um, <clears throat> if you're the opening act, never, ever play more than your allotted time. Right. <laughs> I grew up on the festival scene, so schedule was very important. I mean, right. you had your allotted time, and if you went over, it was cutting into somebody, somebody else's, else's time. Right. Or vice versa. If someone else went over ahead of you, it's, not, it's just not a free-for-all. It's very scheduled. Right. And oftentimes, even in the show, it's the same kind of thing. There's a lot amount of time. There can be restrictions around that as far as costs and those kind of things. So right. the schedule isn't just set up to limit you as an artist, because we're going to ball and chain around your ankle and not let you do anything. It's, there's, there's reasons the schedule's in place, right. even from the standpoint of a presentation standpoint. An audience can only sit for so long or right. needs intermissions or those kind of things. So right. a, a schedule from my perspective as kind of running the show, if that's the right way to say it, is, is very important. And, and I don't take kindly to people just thinking they can do whatever they want the schedule. Right. 
Right. But but they were loving what I was doing. <laughs> Great, then come back again. <laughs> yeah, it's important. I had a whole conversation with Cliff Eberhardt. He's got a real pet peeve about you mm-hmm. know people yeah. going over in their slot, and it, you know it's important to stick to. Yeah, as you say, I mean, there's a lot of people down the line who you're going to yeah. affect. If- yeah, and I think it's a respect. Oh, yeah. First and foremost, it's a respect thing from artist to artist. This right. is how the schedule's been set up. You've been selected to be in that spot for whatever reason, and you need to honor that just as everyone else should honor what, what their parameters are. So has your experience been that, for the most part, people are respectful of that and they keep to their time slot, or have you noticed um, any No, difference? I think most people, most people do and are respectful. Every now and then you get that band that... <sighs> Doesn't care, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you just hit the off button. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And, and they don't get the gig again, <clears throat> right? Right. Yeah, that's the thing. All right. Um, and then which one was the other one? <clears throat> Have available some form of navigation other than a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you've been doing this long enough that there weren't probably smartphones. No, in the I remember. Beginning. Right, you used to call and get directions. You know, how to down. get and write them down and how to get there and. You know, decipher the, you know, turn left at the white fence by the big oak, you know, literally, it's, it was those kind of things. Back in the day, everybody used to use maps. I mean, that was just something that we did when you traveled. Well, now we can't see them. Right. (laughs) They're they're too small. They're too small and, you know, glasses on and off. Yeah, I I think it's important to be prepared. I think that's just an example of uh, preparedness, you know. Sort of the overarching. Making sure you know where you're going, not just saying, okay, I'm ready to go and type it in. Right. And then your phone doesn't work. Wrong address, or your phone doesn't work. So do you? So I know on this door you have bus drivers. Do you just just leave that to them? Uh, Or do you have some? Well, for the most part, I know where we're going. Right. You know, and kind of know how we're getting there because there's some oversight from my standpoint to make sure the bus drivers are getting there in a timely fashion because we have a schedule. Right. Uh, It affects how they get paid. Right. Those kind of things. Um, And then I get directions that are close. You know, as we get to the venue, here's the street you need to go down, here's where we're parking, those kind of things, and give that to the bus driver. So it's a combination of each, but they're definitely, you know, rely on them to get us from point A to point B. Do do you write stuff down, or do you you just, you totally rely on electronic devices? No, I write stuff down for sure. Or, you know, or I'll get an email with it and print it out and give it to the driver and... You know, right, but you print it out. Print it out, yeah, 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 yeah. And just as a matter of routine. As a matter of routine, yeah. I huh. try to give them, you know, the, the parking map or facility map, or here's where we're going right. each day, so that they can look ahead and be prepared to know how to get into the city. Or right. can't just zip around in the bus. Right. We need to have some plan to navigate this downtown Chicago. Right. Hi, folks. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get back to Chris Ferrari in just a second. As most of you know, I'm a one-man operation. In order for me to continue producing shows for you to enjoy, I need your help. Please visit www.patreon.com slash jimhenry and make a contribution today. You'll feel good, I promise. Now let's get back to the conversation with Chris. So the, let, let, let's talk about the one you marked there. What what is that? If you read that for me, if you would. Um, number sixteen. You meet the same people on the way up as you do on the way down. <laughs> so be nice. Uh, it's that's very true. Yeah. Not just from an artist standpoint, or you know, we joke about that. Every artist goes up and down, and right. But also from a crew standpoint, I've been doing it long enough that I've been to a lot of the same venues over and over and over. Right. And they'll remember. 
Oh, remember, look who's coming tomorrow. That guy was a dick. Right, that Ferrari guy. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. That guy was a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> He's a dick and a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so it's a, it's a very important thing. Kind of in that same context, I try to, you know, when we show up in the morning on this tour, you know, Mary Chapin's name is on the ticket. It's right. on the marquee. That's how people know. They don't know who I am. They don't care who I am. Right. But how I act and how I operate will reflect on her. Sure. And her, you know, and they'll go, Mary Chapin's people were, they won't say that Chris guy because they, right. don't, they don't know or remember. So I think it's important that uh, as a whole, and that starts from the top down, you know, with the artist group, that you handle yourself accordingly. I like, we show up in a new city every day. You need to come in. Within 10 minutes, we need to get everybody on our side because we're trying to accomplish a, a particular goal every day. Mm-hmm. And I need those people to help us do it in an orderly fashion with some standards of how we do things so that we can present the show that we want. You know, if we come in here, guns blazing, (laughs) and, you know, tick everybody off right away, can make for a really long day. Right. You know, and we've all heard those stories of road managers just yelling and screaming, and that's just uncalled for. Right. At the same time, if something needs to be handled, you can be sure I'll I'll handle it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you expect people to to behave in a professional manner like you are, and if they don't, then... Yeah. You have to yeah, let I've, know about I've it. I've sent people home. Yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> you don't have. need to be there. <laughs> so do you have a, a conversation with the crew at like before the tour starts about this, or do you just make sure to hire guys you know are gonna comport themselves in the Yeah, I mean it's in this case we're small enough that the people that I'm hiring or we're bringing on are people that we know ahead of time. Right. On a bigger tour where we're just, the lighting company's coming in and they're bringing three or four people and the sound company's bringing three or four people, I might not know who they are. Mm-hmm. But I have a relationship with the head the of company, the company or, yeah. or whoever it is that this is the kind of tour we are and these are kind of the people we expect. But I've had time where, you know, I had to call the trucking company and I need a new guy at the venue tomorrow because Joe's going home. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Right. And they're willing to help out because we're a client of theirs and sure. want to keep the account and that kind of thing. So. Yeah, I mean, I we, I've, we've replaced a bus driver or two <laughs> when I was out with you guys. Right. <laughs> uh, well, bus driver, I mean, that's, you know, I would say that rivals your job as, as being the most important. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's an important job. It is. It is. Everybody thinks it's just the bus driver. Yeah, no. I mean, we're all sleeping while he's got our lives in his hands, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's important that he feels he's part of our team. Um, it's important that we trust you yeah. know, what, he's, what he's doing up there, that he's staying awake, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's important for every aspect that people feel like they're part of what's going on here and want to participate from a professional manner. Right. Right. Is it your job to hire all these different people? You know, all the, 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 well, the bus companies and the lighting companies and the road crew and all this, that's up to you? Yeah. Generally, I, I will set all that up. Right. Again, that, that's not like a manager job necessarily? Uh, it can be, but not necessarily. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's the tour of the production manager. You know, I don't, if I was man when I'm managing Jake, I don't really care what sound company they're working with. Because uh, it just needs a mic and a, <clears throat> well, <and> a PI. <laughs> right. That's, you would think it's that simple, but it's not. You know, the tour manager has a relationship with someone, and you know, if that helps them get done what they need to get done, I'm fine with that right. from a management standpoint. Or vice versa, if I'm tour managing, you know, I have relationships with people and, you know, use them as a vendor because I know that they'll provide what we need right. from a 
technical standpoint and professional standpoint. How, how's the bus this time out? Good. Is that a good bus? Yeah, seems to be good so far. We went about three days. So oh, <laughs> no breakdowns. <laughs> Weren't you, you were just over in England? We were in England, uh, yeah, about a month ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you've been off for a month? There. So you're yeah. just getting started again? Well, Mary Chapin is, yeah. I've been <laughs> filling in with some other things, and oh, it's kind okay. of been nonstop. So. Hey, yeah, yeah so that's one of these I'll jump around helping another artist who their tour manager left. So business management and the manager called and said, hey, can you help us out, get some things squared away, help us find some new people. So I'm kind of working with them a little yeah. bit and things like that. Because you've got a good reputation. I, well, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> You're working all the time. So, yeah, another one I wanted to ask you about was, um, I'll just go ahead and read it. Don't give your CD to the headliner or their road manager, sound guy, or crew unless they ask for it. If they like what they hear, they'll ask you for a CD. Yes. Would you care to comment on that one? <laughs> yes. That's all true. <laughs> I, uh, do you have people do I, I hope no CDs? one's listening who gave me one, but oftentimes it just goes in the trash. Yeah. Not so much nowadays. I mean, there still is, but you know, there used to be so many legal ramifications with that from a songwriting standpoint. You oh, know, yeah. and, you know, I had never even occurred to me that that Oh, yeah, might be it used to be, of... you know, you didn't take things because a song comes up and then someone comes back and says, hey, that sounds like my song that right. I gave them back then. And oh, wow. It just opens the, can open the door to a lot of that kind of stuff that that's just, there are proper channels to have have the process and to right. try to become a, an artist or a songwriter and, and giving it to another musician and hoping they'll break it for you right. is not the way. It's yeah. It's you have a better chance of winning the lottery, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the other thing is that it puts whoever you try and give it to puts them in an awkward position because well, nobody wants to be an, an asshole, right? And say no, I don't want your CD. They say, okay, hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's I'm not there. I'm not there to scout for talent. Right. I'm there to do a job. <laughs> and if if what you did was cool enough that. Hey, I'm going to tell somebody about this. Then I will. Right. I, I don't need you to. Have you ever remind done that? Me. Uh, I have on occasion. Yeah. You know, come so, across a couple bands or some smaller bands that were kind of on their way and and reiterated to people. Hey, these uh, guys are good. Hey, these guys are cool. You know. Uh -huh. Or I'd go and talk to them myself and say, "Give me a call." Right. You know. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and that's yeah, that's how it that's how it should be. People should be excited about yeah about you. Yeah, you can't you can't make somebody be excited about you. No, just because you are <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Because if you if you build a team or you find somebody who's going to work with you, uh, it has to be because they're excited about you. Right. Because I mean, this business is such a long shot. We need we all need to be excited about what we're doing. Yeah, I think there's a <clears throat> with with newer artists anyway, the, uh, just a feeling that. The, you know they know all this, but it's like it's it's worth a shot. You know it's worth well, a sure. try, of course, to do that. And I mean, I hate to be cynical, but I I think it's probably not worth it. <laughs> no, no, you've probably turned more people off, right. than you've turned on. And even that's probably only three, right? <laughs> but you know, it just it it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's that's what I thought you'd say. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a tough, I mean, it's kind of, it's a tough one for, for people to swallow. It, I I, absolutely. And it's not meant to be a, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a put down, you know, anything like that. It's just, that's just not, you need to, 
you either work hard, you need to go out what you do, put yourself in a position for people to see you, right. or or send your things through the proper channels, the proper channels to right. get to people. You can't just try well, to piggyback off of you know when 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 an artist is out doing a show, no matter what size they are, they're there to work. Right. So when you come up, I mean, I don't come into your office right. and you know just throw down some different forms in front of you and say, hey, use my forms instead. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, right. So don't come into my office and. Right. and well, and you're, as you say, you're working and you're in a different head space. You know, it's not, you're not there. Like you said, you're not a talent scout. That's not what you're doing. Right. So, yeah. All right. Enough said. <laughs> this is fun. I like just bopping around. and Yeah. I, I mean, these. I hope it's okay. I don't. No, it's great. Don't ask me anything musical because I don't. That's, that's fine. <laughs> I, I mean, half of these aren't about music, so. I, you know what? I think they're all related. Well, yeah, absolutely. Sense. I think, uh, you know, I've listened to some of your other you know, guests, and even when you're talking about musical things, uh, there's still a, a broader aspect to what it is we're doing. Even even if you're crafting a song, you're using some of these principles in different ways sure. about how to write the song or how to present the song or how to handle yourself on stage, even from a musical standpoint. Right, so I, absolutely. I mean, know. a lot of these boil down to be, re- <laughs> be respectful, mm-hmm. you know, of yourself or uh, the people that you're working with or of the song or whatever. And uh, you're right. You are so right. (laughs) Oh, here's a good one. (laughs) If it's not your name on the marquee, you are replaceable. Yes. Would you agree with that? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I I think, uh, how do I say this gently? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe it can't be said gently. (laughs) We're all, you know, in the case of the current artist I'm on tour with. I mean, it's her name. It's her ticket. It's her show. It's her song. And we're all here to support what she's doing. And she asked for our input. I was happy to participate, and she liked our participation. Sometimes she just wants us to play a certain way or right. provide a certain thing or because that's what she wants. Right. And, and we should be happy to do that because she's yeah. paying our paycheck, and this show's not about you. If you want your own show, go sell your own ticket. Right, right. Again, I mean, you, you are working with people who you know and have been doing this a long time, but have you run into people who don't want to do it they oh, want sure. to do it their own way. Yes. And then they, you have to let them go. Yeah, you have to let them go. I mean, it just becomes a problem. It just becomes disruptive. Uh, you know, not only just from the artist's presentation standpoint or what they want to accomplish, it can just become disruptive to the chemistry of the group. Sure. Those kind of things. Or, you know, everybody's going to go bowling as a group and they want to go often ride horses. I mean, <laughs> those are terrible examples. But, you know, they just aren't part of the group. They don't want to participate. Nothing's ever right, or whatever it happens to be. You know, it's not about it's not about you. Right. We're here for a particular whatever. purpose, and and one of the things that's hard to accomplish, especially as you get into having more people, is the business and the personal aspect. Everybody that I'm out here with, I met in a business relationship. Right. To come out and do a job. Over time, we've become friends. But the only reason that we're all here today is to do a show to get paid, earn a living. Right. It's a business relationship. It's it's why we're here. Right. And if you can't separate that out or you can't remember that, then it can become a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, here's another one. Uh, number 40 says, talent does not excuse bad behavior. <laughs> yes. <that's laughs> would you agree with that? <laughs> I would agree with that. Yep. Because most of the time, you're not nearly talented enough to act act that way. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, Yeah, some of that touches back to some of the things, other things we've talked about. Yeah. 
Um, well, it's know, not just, just the artist either. It's not know? just the artist. It's, no, you know, it can be it can be the side guy. Yeah. you know, uh, or the guitar tech. Right. You, know? you yeah, could be a great house guy, right? front of house guy. You yeah. could be a great front of house guy, a great engineer. There's no excuse for you to act that way. Right. We're here to do a job. We're here to be professional on behalf of the person who's hired us. They all boil down to being professional and being respectful. Right. Yes. So the, I, I, I'm having a great time just bouncing around, just picking these tips. <laughs> I love it. I, this is a fun way to do it. So always thank the sound engineer from the stage after the show. Now, I don't know if that really applies in, to, in these bigger shows or not. Sure. But it's, I mean, whoever is out there is, that's an important part of the job, getting your sound and help telling your story. You know, yes. It's very, very important. Absolutely. More so, I think, as you mentioned, kind of in a smaller setting. Yeah. You know, that guy's there, not making a bunch of money, he's there every night doing the thing, and, and most people overlook him. If it goes ask, good... Ask him where the bathroom is. Ask him where the bathroom is. <laughs> you know, and if it goes good, no one thinks about it. If it goes bad, you know, they dump all over him. You know, I think it's important to learn to build those relationships uh, when you walk in the door right. to get the maximum out of that person for your benefit. Now, he, he may just be a bad sound guy. Right. I mean, there are those. Uh, no. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and sometimes you have to help them along and suffer through it, and right. you have to understand that. But to what I touched on earlier, I mean, I like to show up and, and win those people over uh, and get them on our side and get their maximum effort for our benefit. I think it's... Uh, important to do that as, as, as like I said especially in a smaller setting yeah actually one of the tips somewhere I, I, I don't know where it is exactly is you know anybody in the music business should have at least a basic idea of how to run a PA a small PA do you have any idea how to run a small PA like I, a, I do yeah I yeah. started out in the audio side oh and, so you know something about yeah it. <laughs> I mean if something happened in our scenario and this you know if something happened to one of our guys I could I could get us through a show we actually had a show uh, our guitar tech, uh, in the case of Mary Chapin, she has multiple guitars. She does a lot of uh, crazy tuning. Yeah. Is that a, That's is a polite that, way to say it. Way to say it. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, every song is different, different tunings. And, and anyway, we had a great, so it's, it's a very intense guitar tech gig. Right. And he was coming from another show and it was an early flight and it got delayed and all kinds of things. Benny. Anyway. I remember Benny, this. Yes. <laughs> and Benny came to be 11 o'clock in the morning, and it's like, hey, there's just no way I'm going to get there kind of right. thing. And it was like, oh, my God. What, now what do we do? <laughs> Calling everybody and this and that. And, of course, I mean, it didn't take long to realize. like, well, you can't just get someone in from right. somewhere else in the country. It was like, well. <laughs> so myself and the, and the other keyboard tech, I buckled down and tuned the guitars and he took them back and forth to the stage and man that was you know <laughs> you were sweating bullets I, it was yeah i was ready for a drink after that show and we made it through and we did what we needed to do so yeah. it's good to be able to have some of those crossover attributes <laughs> so i could you know i could get us through a gig with the sound if we uh -huh. needed to and that's good make it work <laughs> no it's important it's important to have at least you know not be so afraid of it that you can't yeah. Do something like that. Step up, you know, when you need to. Right. I remember in the old days, the analog consoles, yeah, just because the new ones are smaller, there's not as much there, but people used to walk up, do you know what all these knobs do? <laughs> and I used to go, yeah, these 15 do this, and then there's just 40 sets of the same thing. <laughs> so it looks like a lot. There's not really that much there. Right. It's just a whole lot of the right. same thing, and you can get accustomed to that. And you know, even if an artist, like we were talking about, go into that small setting, and you just have one of those days where... He doesn't know what he's doing. It can be helpful to yourself 
to to know a little something. Yeah. Well, well, why don't we just try this instead? Or I can get by, you know, doing this. And if you just can't make the monitor work, or he just can't make it sound right, or still do it as you do and make it through without having that ruin the performance or the evening. Or yeah, you got to be yeah, you got to be flexible. I mean, in all aspects of this, really, because mm -hmm. stuff always goes wrong. <laughs> well, and that's uh, one of the tips was about advancing the show. Yeah. Uh, and when I was reading through, I'm thinking about that. It's important to advance, call up and what's for dinner and, you know, what time do we, all those kind of things. But it's also, you know, you're reliant on other people. So you right. can make a thousand phone calls and think everything in place and show up. And if one person there didn't do what was talked about or didn't pass it along to that person who's actually there today, it's wrong. Right. You can't just get all mad and, you know, make a scene and where's my green M&Ms? You know, just pick out the yellow, brown, and orange and you'll have green. You know, I mean, you have to be flexible. You'll have to be flexible and, and deal with the situation to still make it work and be able to pull off, you know, the event. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like you said, it's always trying to, to get everybody on the same team. Right. And, you know, whatever that means. And sometimes it means shifting left when you thought, or when, whatever I'm trying to say. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like in the case of today, in our scenario, we get here and there's there's a, uh, loaders, the guys who just take care of unloading the trailer, and we've got stage hands and the stage manager and the venue people, and they've got four or five layers of people, and then, then there's the other band that we're playing with, and they've got their guys, and so you have these all these individual groups of people who all have to come together, mm -hmm. can't find a way to work together with them all to get the maximum of what we need to make our performance tonight the same or the best or right. those kind of things. So is there, today, is there, there's like a venue manager? Is there like kind of one yeah. guy who's like yeah, there's you a, go to? Yep, there's a, you know, there's a, again, a couple layers, but there's the guy who's in charge and there's a lady who's taking care of hospitality and hotels and the stage manager and kind of on down the line, the merchandise manager. And so I need to communicate with all those people about the different aspects of what we're Right. getting done and get the bus driver to the hotel and right. make sure lunch is ready to go and everybody's hungry because the band people come off the bus uh, stagger off the bus stagger <laughs> off the bus you know wiping the sleep out of their eyes and <laughs> assuming lunch is going to be ready at 11 30 because that's just what the schedule was and mm -hmm. that's what we try to do every day and just want to make sure it's ready to go or you know where are the showers and there's towels available and mm -hmm. those kind of details so that it's just it's not always confusing because that just now it just makes it uneasy for everybody right. when it's you don't know what's going on or it's always confusing or it's never the same or details don't seem to be in place right are you always the first one up um usually yeah yeah i mean i it's, is that a purpose or is that just your well nature? it's it's probably uh a little bit of both i yeah. mean just you know when we kind of wake up when i can tell the buses we're not just driving down the road we're right. at the venue backing in so i make up make sure the bus driver's okay make sure we're in the right spot say hello to whoever the va the venue is or those kind of things. So right. generally, not always, but for the most part, last one to bed, first one up kind of thing. Right. It's just it's like being the dad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I often just tell people, oh, so what are you? It's like, I'm the babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> Glorified. <laughs> That's probably a good place to... To wrap this sure, up. Sure, yeah, think. absolutely. Yeah, this is, yep. this is this has been a lot of fun. Oh, my goodness. I, I know you were a little bit nervous about it. You're a more of a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Well, yeah, I don't know if, you know, <laughs> any of this matters to anyone, uh, you know, if it's I, interesting. but I, I, I find it interesting, and I bet people will be very interested in this. It's, so thank you very much, yeah, yeah, for Chris sure. Ferrari, for being uh, for coming on the Pro <laughs> Tips podcast. Oh, man, it was great. Yeah. Jim, it was fun. Thanks. Thanks.
Thanks for listening to the Pro Tips for Musicians podcast, practical advice for an impractical business. And thanks again to Chris Ferrari for taking the time to talk with me today. Our outro music is Jake Shimabukuro's version of While My Guitar Gently Weeps. If you enjoyed this show, please consider becoming a supporter. Visit www.patreon.com slash jimhenry. There you'll find information on how to contribute, along with a great selection of rewards that are only available to supporters. Thanks for listening. Thank you.